book of Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. This evening I want to talk to us on that thought, pray and never give up. God bless you. you may be seated. So, have you ever prayed a prayer and witnessed God answer your prayer immediately or very shortly thereafter? If you're at home, I can't see you, but why don't you lift your hand up. If you've ever prayed a prayer and God answered it immediately or very shortly thereafter, amen. That fever broke. Peace instantly swept in. Amen. Those are the kind of prayers we like to pray, right? Pray, boom, answer, celebrate the American way. Right? If, it was, if that was the only prayer that we were asked to pray, we'd, we'd, we'd do some incredible things. But have you ever prayed and nothing happened? At least not yet. Are there any needs or names that have lingered on your prayer list? I, I certainly can think of a few that are on mine. And, and to be honest, at times, I've wrestled through periods of doubt and apathy over the reality of unanswered prayers. Maybe you've never been there. You're just this spiritual guru who floats in the clouds and, you know, huddles with Moses and Elijah. But for the rest of us, there are seasons and times where you just wonder why God's denying your prayer or why the delay. I mean, you're praying according to the Bible. You're praying for salvation. You're praying for healings. You're praying for God to do what he did in the Word, right? So... Why and wondering when. Unfortunately, the Bible gives us and helps us better understand why sometimes our prayers are not immediately answered. Now, first of all, just have to kind of just always say this first. Sometimes we just pray amiss. We just pray selfish, carnal prayers. James said, James 4 and 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. This is where name it and claim it runs into the brick wall of God's word. So, you know, I know it's noble that you need that Porsche to be a witness, you know, in the neighborhood, in the park. And through the drive-thru, but, but maybe there's a little self-serving underlying in that prayer. But then sometimes, and secondly, and that we talked about this last week, sometimes the answer to our prayer is denied or delayed because of the sovereign will of God. Remember, God told his people through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 55 and 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God 
knows what we cannot know, and God sees what we cannot see. And that's why it's worth repeating again that it's not haphazard or nor is it an accident that the Lord's Prayer begins with reverence to God and submission to His will. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 9, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus' model of prayer makes crystal clear that every other prayer we pray is subordinate to the rule of his kingdom and the execution of his will. And you may think you have it perfectly lined out how God, if he'd just answer your prayer, how you would see this great revival in your home, in your city, and in your family. But God sees what you cannot see. And he knows what you cannot know. And so every prayer is subordinate to the rule of his kingdom and his will. Does it matter how urgent your prayer may feel? It doesn't matter how well-meaning or biblically based your prayer may be. God loves you and I too much to sabotage his eternal work in us and through us by answering our prayer the way we want it and when we want it sometimes. Amen? But then there remains yet another reason why our prayers may be delayed. Listen to Paul's warning to the Ephesians in Ephesians 6 and 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Sometimes the answer to our prayers are delayed because of the opposition of spiritual powers of darkness. It's called spiritual warfare. We see this vividly illustrated in the Old Testament. Daniel has prayed and fasted for God to give him an understanding of this vision. And he has prayed and he has fasted now for 21 days. And finally, an angel appears to him. And in Daniel 10 and 11... The angel said, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And while he was speaking this word to me, Daniel is writing, I stood trembling. Then the angel said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Talking of spiritual powers. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision refers to many days yet to come, and then he explained. Daniel, when you read this passage, was loved by God. The delay was not because God did not like Daniel. Daniel prayed a prayer that pleased God. 
Daniel's prayer was in agreement with the will of God. Daniel's prayer was heard by God. Every prayer he had prayed, God had heard. But nevertheless, the answer to his prayer was delayed because there was opposition of spiritual powers of darkness against the angelic host sent with the answer to his prayers. But that did not stop Daniel from praying. He just kept praying. And he just kept fasting day after day after day because Daniel was convinced enough to keep praying that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Daniel was convinced and it made him tenacious to just keep praying and keep praying and keep praying until suddenly the angel appeared to him. You see, when the answers to our prayers are delayed, that's when doubt and apathy love to rear their ugly head. When you pray, boom, there's an answer, you know, right out of the Cracker Jack box. You know, doubt doesn't have a lot of, of, of influence in that moment. When you lay your hands on someone and they are instantly healed, you know, you're not complacent in prayer. You're ready to pray for the next person. But when those prayers go unanswered, when that person is as sick tomorrow as they are today when you pray for them, that's when fear and that's when doubt and that's when apathy rears its ugly head. These enemies of prayer are always looking to abort what God has already purposed for you and I. God's already sent victory. God's already declared a breakthrough. God's already provided for the blessing. God's already spoken peace. God's already commissioned that they would intersect, hear truth, and be saved. But somehow in the moment of an unanswered prayer, these enemies of prayer are trying to snatch They're trying to steal. They're trying to abort what God wants to do in our lives. And so the worst decision that you and I can ever make when the answer to our prayer is delayed is to stop praying. That is a nightmare scenario. That when you prayed and then you prayed again, And then you prayed again. But somewhere along the road, doubt, unbelief, fear, or apathy rears its head and snatches away your desire to pray or your tenacity in prayer. That is the worst thing that could ever happen. To capitulate to unbelief and to capitulate to complacency and be talked out of a miracle that God has already sent. For you and I. So instead, when we passionately prayed and nothing has happened, when the names and the needs on our prayer list linger day after day and week after week and month after month, when that happens like Daniel, we must simply pray again. And then we must pray again. And then we must. Pray again. 
and then we must pray again. And when the calendar page is flipped to the next month, we must pray again. And when we put on the hats and blow the whistles and celebrate the new year, we must pray again and again. Because prevailing prayers are not only those prayers that are submitted to the will of God, but prevailing prayers are prayers that are anchored in a tenacious faith in who God is. That I am convinced that God is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So prevailing prayer is persistent prayer to pray and never give up. Prevailing prayer is persistent prayer to pray and never, ever give up. Amen. This is what Jesus taught us in Luke 18, our text, when he told his disciples this story that they should pray and never give up. Jesus said there was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. This judge was the poster child of corruption and injustice. Within the context of the first century, Jesus' description of him signified this man's utter wickedness. He was the worst judge you could ever envision. And then Jesus says there was also a widow of that city. And she came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. This widow was on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of power and privilege from the judge. She was in an ultimate state of vulnerability and need. This widow apparently had no male kinsman to represent her in the courts. She apparently did not have the resources to offer the expected bribe the judge was used to receiving. But this helpless and this seemingly hopeless widow refused to surrender. She refused to be a victim of her circumstances. And instead, she just relentlessly petitioned the judge. We do not know long how we do not know how long she hounded him, but it was long enough to badger him into acquiescing to her plea for justice. She just kept showing up every single day, knocking on the door, setting the appointment, going into the chambers and saying, give me justice. Day after day, month after month, year after year, maybe this widow was relentless in approaching the judge. In fact, Jesus masterfully invoked in the minds of his first century audience this image of this macho judge who is backed into the corner of a boxing ring and he is getting the daylights beat out of him by this puny little widow. This would have been the imagery in their mind. He's all muscular. She's about to fall over. If you breathe on her, she would fall down. And yet this little widow is beating the daylights out of this judge. And Jesus says, this is the story I want you to understand. This is why you pray and never give up. Because the judge ignored her for a while. 
But finally he said to this self, I don't fear God. I don't care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? If this unjust judge would answer this poor widow, how much more will our attentive, loving, caring God answer our prayers? Especially when you and I just relentlessly pursue his presence in prayer day after day, day after day. We just keep showing up. We just keep entering to his gates with thanksgiving. We just keep coming into his courts with praise. We just keep praying the word of God. We just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. We just keep making our petitions known day after day. How much more is our glorious, great, loving God going to hear and answer our prayers? Jesus said, I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have this kind of faith, this tenacity, this relentless determination? Amen? We witnessed this timeless truth of Scripture about praying and never giving up again in Acts 10, where we're introduced to Cornelius. This Roman centurion in Acts 10 and 2 says he was a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Cornelius prayed to God always. You realize as a Gentile, Cornelius was praying impossible prayers. Do you know he was praying prayers that were out of season with God's time? And we don't know how long he prayed impossible prayers out of alignment with God's time. But he just kept praying. And the implication is a long time. But then, when God's timing intersected with his persistence, an angel suddenly appeared. And in Acts 10 and 3, in the ninth hour of that day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Just prayer after prayer after prayer, after impossible prayer, Cornelius had built this ever-growing, sweet-smelling memorial before the throne of God. And in God's perfect time, his prayer was answered. 
grace was extended and salvation was experienced because Cornelius prayed and never gave up. So what do you do when you prayed and nothing happens? What do you do when the same names and the same needs are on the same prayer list morning after morning? Well, I would suggest from the Word of God that like Daniel and like the widow and like Cornelius, it's not complicated. You just pray and you pray again. You just pray and never give up again and again and again. There's no secret sauce. You don't have to pray into King James English. You don't have to feel goosebumps down your spine. Prevailing prayer is just persistent day in and day out. Persistent day in and day out. I am praying and I am never giving up. And yet in my personal experience, because you've never been there, I'm sure, there are many days when that is easier said than done. It is just not always convenient. And I don't always feel goosebumps nor have an adrenaline rush early in the morning. And spiritual fatigue is a real factor. So how do you remain tenacious in your faith? How, how do you maintain enduring prayer stamina? First, we pray the word. Paul told the Romans in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why I would encourage you to write down scriptures on prayer, the promises of prayer, the power of prayer, the commands to pray, maybe even the scriptures we've referenced over the last few weeks and throughout this month. You put them on a note in your phone. Tape them to the, to the mirror in your bathroom. Read them. Pray them. Memorize them. Pray the Word of God. Because the Word will energize and strengthen your faith. How do you maintain enduring prayer stamina? Pray the Word. Secondly, pray in the Spirit. Jude 20, but you, beloved... Building up yourselves, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul said in Romans 8:26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. This is just a snapshot of how you and I can keep praying day after day. We just pray, and then we just pray again. And we pray the Word, and we pray with understanding, and we just pray in the Spirit. We just pray, and we never give up. That's prevailing prayer. That's how you get the answer that you seek in abiding with God, in alignment to His Word. His will. 
Amen? You see, I'll say it again. Prevailing prayer is not a complex algorithm reserved for spiritual nerds. Everybody is capable of praying powerful, prevailing prayers. We pray for one another and we should. But square your shoulders and lift your head and quit whimpering up to some spiritual guru you've appointed in your life and asking them to pray for your needs. They should and can join in arms and pray with you. That's right. But not because you're too wimpy to pray your own prayers. Because no matter how you feel, you are as powerful in prayer as anybody else on the planet when you pray in agreement to God's will and you are just doggedly determined to just show up day in and day out. You might have seven words in your prayer vocabulary, but pray all seven over and over and over because persistent prayer is prevailing prayer. And when our persistent prayer intersects with God's precise purpose, answers are granted. Miracles uh, happen. Blessings are bestowed. The supernatural becomes possible. Salvation is received and deliverance is experienced when we just pray and never give up. And that's why you can read with renewed vigor John's confidence in 1 John 5 and 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Because if he hears us, in his time and according to his purpose, he will speak the word. And his word will come just on time. Even if it's opposed by all the powers of darkness, it may feel delayed. It may be a delay in our time, but in God's time, it'll show up just in time at the right moment for his purpose and his plan and his desires for us to be fully realized. That's why we pray and never give up. If you're able, please stand. You know, I just felt today, this afternoon especially, that there, there are just some dormant prayers that need to be resurrected. There are some past prayers that are memorial before God and they just need a few more bricks placed into the memorial. So I've come this evening to encourage you to resurrect some prayers. I've encouraged you to go down the prayer list and move some that have fallen to the bottom back to the top and pray and never give up. And then I, I felt as well that there are some new prayers, some new prayer habits that have been made in this 21 days of prayer and fasting, and God has heard every single one of them. They're a memorial before God. They're a sweet incense 
that are always before His throne and always will be before His throne. And so, in concluding this evening, I wonder and I really would invite us this evening to make a commitment to just keep on praying. To pray and never give up. There's a miracle on the way. There are souls hanging in the balance. There's words of directions waiting to be spoken. There's blessings already with your name on them. So don't ever stop praying. Just pray. And then just pray again. And then just pray again. And I'd love to tell you something more complicated so you could be, wow. Talk about it on the way home. Wow. But just pray again.